today, Rinpoche clearly showed how joyous perseverance is indispensable if one wishes to become a Buddha. Okay, so everyone, we're on page 182 in the Tibetan, um, and we're beginning a new chapter on joyous perseverance. Uh, last week, we finished uh, the chapter on the perfection uh, of patience. So now we move on to that. I just want to see what's better here. Uh, so when we look at the various trainings that are presented uh, in this text in the Great Treatise on the Stage of the Path for Enlightenment, we see that we can uh, divide persons into and teachings for those persons into three separate categories. Uh, first, we begin with the teachings for beings uh, shared in common with beings of small capacity, uh, and those teachings are those which will allow one to have rebirth in the higher realms of cyclic existence, and the practices are the ethics which abandon the ten non-virtuous uh, activities and going for refuge to the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Uh, so this is, these are the um, uh, teachings that are considered the teachings for beings of small capacity. The next category, the teachings uh, shared in common with beings of medium capacity, are for those who wish to seek a liberation or an individual, a nirvana. Um, and those uh, teachings show the practices of the three highest higher training uh, of ethics, concentration, and wisdom. Uh, so those are the practices which give rise to that state of liberation or nirvana, which is the goal of the medium scope or the teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity. And then the final um, scope or capacity are the teachings for beings of great capacity. Uh, and these are the um, great vehicle teachings that lead to Buddhahood. Uh, and those practices are the um, mind that Jipu Chembi, the Semche Dang Chugari Shindru. Shindru. So we find in that uh, teachings for beings of great capacity, the practices of uh, the six perfections and the mind that aspires to enlightenment or uh, bodhicitta. Dixon. What that? 
so um, we find the the Gorim Baba. Okay, we find in the um, Kamala Shila's text the stages of meditation, uh, where there is an emphasis um, on these various practices of bodhicitta uh, um, and so forth. So we see uh, the quote. Therefore, if you are interested in achieving omniscience, you need to practice these three, compassion, the awakening mind of bodhicitta, and skillful means. I'll read the whole quote. Um, uh, it's longer, uh, um, but I don't remember how much of the quote Rinpoche summarized, so I'm just going to read the whole quote so I don't omit anything. If you ask, what are the causes and conditions of the fruit, final fruit of omniscience? I, who am like a blind man, may not be in the position to explain by myself, but I shall employ the Buddha's own words just as he spoke them to his disciples after his enlightenment. He said, Vachapani, Lord of Secrets, the transcendental wisdom of omniscience has its root in compassion and arises from a cause, the altruistic thought, the awakening mind of bodhicitta, and the perfection of skillful means. Therefore, if you are interested in achieving omniscience, you need to practice these three, compassion, the awakening mind of bodhicitta, and skillful means. So we've arrived at the section of the six perfections uh, on effort, and we see the importance in this, of the six perfections in um, uh, Nagarjuna's uh, precious garland, uh, where it states, from giving there arises wealth, from ethics uh, happiness, from patience a good appearance, from effort in virtue, brilliance, so effort, uh, brilliance, from concentration, pre peace, and from wisdom, liberation. And sometimes uh, um, there's a couple different ways that these are translated. So from, I'll just go through it and translate it the other way. So from giving there arises wealth um, or, or riches, from ethics, happiness, um, standard. From patience, a good appearance or sometimes beauty. Um, from effort, uh, virtue, br um, effort in virtue, brilliance, uh, sometimes translated as charisma. Um, and then... Uh, uh, from concentration, peace, uh, and, and, and sometimes translated just more loosely as calmness of mind, peace of mind, and then wisdom, liberation. That's 
Okay, so now we go to the text, page 182. How to train in the perfection of joyous perseverance. This section has five parts, or there are five divisions of this section. What joyous perseverance is, how to begin the practice of joyous perseverance, the divisions of joyous perseverance, how to practice, and a summary. Uh, so these are the f five categories that will be explained. The first category, what joyous perseverance is. Um, when you have focused upon something virtuous, joyous perseverance is enthusiasm for it. Engaging in the Bodhisattva deeds says, what is joyous perseverance? It is delight in virtue. <clears throat> the Bodhisattva levels explains it as a flawless state of mind that is enthusiastic about accumulating virtue and working for the welfare of living beings, together with the physical, verbal, and mental activity, such as a, mind mo a state of mind motivates. Uh, so here we see very similar points, uh, more summarized in the uh, Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, and more detailed in the Shansa, the Bodhisattva levels. By Lord Maitreya. Shansa, the... the Jetsunshamba. Jewish Jiden de zo kanda 
so before when I said that Matreya uh, wrote the Bodhisattva levels, it's a Sangha, I knew that when I said it, it was wrong. That's why I was looking at this. Um, but I just had a... Uh, so anyway, Asanga wrote the Bodhisattva levels. Um, so now we move into uh, the section on how to begin the practice of joyous perseverance. And in this section, we find a lot of details of the benefits of joyous perseverance, with, and then a quote um, as well. So, frequently reflect upon the benefits of joyously persevering and the faults of not doing so. For you will develop joyous perseverance if you habituate yourself to this reflection. As to its benefits, the exhortation to wholehearted resolve says, Always rely upon noble joyous perseverance, which clears away all suffering and darkness, which is the basis of freedom from miserable realms, and which is praised by all the Buddhas. One who joyously perseveres has no difficulty accomplishing any project, whether mundane or supermundane. Uh, who among the learned is disheartened by joyous perseverance? Those who set forth for the Buddha's enlightenment perceive the faults of lethargy and sleepiness, and then continually persevere with enthusiasm, so has I have advised them. And then a uh, quote from the ornament for the Mahayana Sutras. Uh, Joyous perseverance, uh, uh, which is by Lord Maitreya, um, joyous perseverance is supreme among virtues. Based on it, you subsequently attain the rest. Though through it, you immediately gain a supreme state of joy, as well as the mundane and supermundane attainments. With joyous perseverance, you attain the pleasures desired in life, become possessed of utter purity, are liberated, transcending the view of the perishing aggregates, and reach Buddhahood, the supreme enlightenment. Let me just see where Rinpoche read to reach Buddhahood. This. Rinpoche, Kaba Kasa. So, 
I think I read, and also one, just uh, 183, um, also, um, let me just read the ornament. I know I read it already, but I'm going to read the ornament from Mahayana Sutra's states. Joyous perseverance is supreme among virtues. Based on it, you subsequently attain the rest. Through it, you immediately gain a supreme state of joy as well as the mundane and supermundane attainments. With joyous perseverance, you attain the pleasures desired in life, become possessed of utter purity, are liberated, transcending the view of the perishing aggregates, and reach Buddhahood, the supreme attainment and uh, supreme enlightenment. And also, one who has joyous per- perseverance is not brought down. And I asked Rinpoche. Um, what how what this means exactly because it says is not brought down by prosperity um, and <clears throat> Pamba means defeated really um, so what Rinpoche is saying this means is that uh, the word prosperity here is the same word there uh, in Tibetan as what we usually translate for the enjoyments for wealth uh, from Ethics comes the enjoyments, or from ethic, uh, um, I'm sorry, from generosity comes the enjoyments. Um, so that's the word. So what Rinpoche is saying, the meaning of it is, is that you won't, if you have joyous perseverance, you won't have any problem with um, um, getting the enjoyments. So you won't have any obstacles related to obtaining the enjo- the um, enjoyments. So Rinpoche said, for instance, things of wonderful things to eat and wonderful things to drink. Uh, there won't be any um, difficulty. So you won't be defeated by not. Um, I know it's a strange way that it's written, but you won't uh, be defeated by the lack of prosperity. You won't be defeated by. But then. Um, here, the afflictions, it really literally means you won't be defeated by the afflictions. You won't be defeated by discouragement. You won't be defeated by petty attainments. So it's really that first word um, that needs some discussion to make it make sense. But it really literally means that you won't be defeated by not having these things, by not having wealth. You basically, you will have wealth. Uh, you won't be defeated by the afflictions. You won't be discouraged. Uh, and then the last one, petty attainments. Um, Rinpoche, the didonagare, the zundru denba tope pamba. Tope, tope. Zundru denba tope pamba. Tanaro tope tope. Didonagare. Zundru denba tope pamba. Zundru denba zundru denba yina. Less so. Tope nga zu chin denba mongu yoro te. Kamba dan saya tonga dan solan tu jana toya denba yoro. Okay, so um, we have these uh, things that we want to have in life, these things we want to attain. 
uh, things we want to eat, things that we want to drink, um, a house that we want to have, things like this. And it's saying that if we have joyous perseverance, we won't be defeated by the lack of those things. We'll have those things. So once again, it, it's those, the first word and the last word just need some discussion. So one read again, one who has joyous, joyous perseverance is not brought down by prosperity, afflictions, discouragement, or petty attainments. Uh, the Bodhisattva levels as well says, because joyous perseverance alone, nothing else is the principle and the highest cause for the correct attainment of a bodhisattva's virtuous qualities, the Tathagatas have pointed it out, declaring joyous perseverance is what brings about the attainment of unsurpassed perfect enlightenment. Uh, so here we know that um, through joyous perseverance one is able to engage in those practices which give rise to collections. So in order to become a Buddha we need a collection of merit and a collection, a collection of exalted wisdom. Um, so uh, through joyous perseverance we are able to um, practice and then practice so that we have the collection of merit and the collection of merit are, gives rise to the form body of the Buddha. Um, so when we look at in terms of the, the, the form body and truth bodies of the Buddha, it is the collection of merit which gives rise to the form body of the Buddha. So through joyous perseverance, delight in engaging in virtue, one is able to achieve that form body which is basically half of what the Buddha is. The, because we have the form and truth body, which makes the Buddha. Uh, then it is the collection of exalted wisdom that gives rise to the truth body. Um, so it's through joyous perseverance that one is able to collect that wisdom that leads to the truth body, which is the other side of what the Buddha is, making for the, the total, uh, basically the ori dependent origination. These two come together, and that is what Buddha is, is a form and truth body. Um, and, the, and all of what the Buddha is, he or she is, is, is found in form or truth body. Um, so joyous perseverance is what brings about the attainment of unsurpassed perfect enlightenment. That's what the meaning of that is, is that uh, if, if you have perseverance, if you are, are able to push through and practice, then you will achieve uh, these collections. Then the Compendium of Perfection says, I just have to see how far Rinpoche read to. Um, uh, if you are free of fatigue and have joyous perseverance, there is nothing you cannot attain or accomplish. And also, even all non-human beings delight in helping you. You attain all types of meditative concentration and you spend all periods of day and night fruitfully. Your collection of good qualities is not collection of good qualities does not decline and your purposes surpassing the affairs of humankind flourish like the blue utpala flower i believe that is where rimbache stopped let me just see in the tibetan 425 Sheso Nyemi Rimichi Chiran Kabar Kasa Lord Nyemi Kadu Yashu Nyemi Sheso 
Nemi nesu. Okay, nemi ne de dole. Nemi no ludu jazu shiba les. Ta tundu zon be pen de sane. Ni ba nemi de noa. Tundu ma zon be nemi. Ludu jazu shiba les. Le lu jen la ne. Tundu ma zon ba ji le lu zon de ba ina. Ne shanchu rin shin. ナバリンオシャンチュトワトカリカブタリンバチャノレスリンゴレルジェンナラネジンバメバネネシロジバメドスレルジェンテレネジンバヨンゴマチュジンジョバチュンドシンドトヨンゴマレスメドレルラレル
Oh, I remember now. So the human basis has the eight leisures and the ten endowments. That was it. Tomba, 
Okay, so the, the divisions of joyous perseverance. The section on the divisions of joyous perseverance has two parts. Um, I read the com- incomplete, right? I read the, the, all of the last one. Yeah. Okay. The divisions of joyous perseverance. Section on the division of joyous perseverance has two parts. The actual divisions and the method of developing joyous perseverance. First, the actual divisions. Armor-like joyous perseverance. Joyous perseverance of gathering virtue. Joyous perseverance for acting for the welfare of living beings. Uh, So those are the three categories. Uh, And the first category, armor-like joyous perseverance. When bodhisattvas joyously persevere, prior to actively engaging themselves, they put on the armor of a preliminary enthusiastic thought, such as, for a trillion sets of three immeasurably great eons, each composed of days as long as a thousand great eons, I shall not relinquish my practice of joyous perseverance for the sake of relieving the suffering of a single living being. I would rejoice at remaining only a hell being until I attain enlightenment. As I exert myself in this manner for the sake of complete enlightenment, what I need, what need is there to mention my perseverance over a shorter period or in the face of lesser suffering? Such is the joyous perseverance that is like armor. A bodhisattva who produces uh, even an aspiration for just faith in such joyous perseverance is steadfast. How much more so when one is endowed with this perseverance, given that he or she develops measureless causes for joyously persevering for the sake of unsurpassed enlightenment. The Bodhisattva level says that for such a person there is absolutely no a- action for the sake of others and for enlightenment that is discouraging or entails hardship. When you become conditioned to such a state of mind, it becomes the definite cause of awakening your potential for the Mahayana lineage, so train in it. Concerning concerning armor-like joyous perseverance, the compendium of perfection says... In as many eons as there are drops of water in the ocean, ocean, eons in which the years are composed of long, drawn-out days and nights equal in duration, even to the temporal limits of cyclic existence, you produce the spirit of supreme enlightenment once. Though you likewise have to accomplish every other collection, you do not become disheartened because of your compassion, and undiscouraged you achieve sublime enlightenment. To generate the immeasurable steadfast armor while uh, disregarding your suffering and cyclic existence is declared the first proper undertaking for the disciplined hero possessed of compassion. So here, speaking of the Bodhisattva, um, immediately the Bodhisattva um, has this... um, um, faith that allows him or her not to become disheartened by anything. So the bodhicitta, um, it, which is driven by his or her compassion, doesn't allow him or her to become uh, disheartened. Uh, so um, then the bodhisattva um, is able to fulfill his 
or her own needs as well as the needs of others. Uh, so there's a twofold um, uh, care that's taking place, caring for others uh, and then caring for oneself. And then these practices allow one to achieve both of those goals, uh, achieve the success for oneself and for others. Um, and then also, uh, of long drawn out days and nights equal in duration, uh, there's a point in time according to the prophecies or that where this will happen, where days will be as long as a, um, a year. Here in back, it, it says more about it. Um, speaks of one day as I exerted myself in this movie. Where, I'm sorry? Yeah, for a trillion sets of three immeasurable great eons, each composed of days as long as a thousand great eons. So a point in time will come where days will be very, very long. Um, and uh, it's saying that uh, even at this time, um, it says, in as many eons as there are drops of water in the ocean, eons in which years are composed of long drawn out days and nights equal in duration, even to the temporal limits of cyclic existence, uh, you produce the spirit of enlightenment once, though you likewise have to accomplish every other collection. So this generation of the mind that aspires to enlightenment um, only has to happen once. And then once that happens, this discouragement never doesn't happen ever again. Uh, so the, the one, it's basically saying, as a translator's note, when you reach the path of accumulation, when you generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment, you become a bodhisattva. And at that point in time, that, that generation of, of bodhicitta occurs and you are a bodhisattva. Um, so that's what the meaning of that is. Uh, and it's saying that um, you don't become disheartened or discouraged even when a day is as long as a thousand eons. And, uh, that's, and there's no hardship endured once you generate this bodhicitta. Um, Okay, then Chu Kabra lesson. Sheyang. Okay, we're in the same place. Shan and the 
samba rete nuenas kocha tsundu keji samba jije sanlu jitan to ba ina je nuena tsu taiba dela tu sona da ishe tsu lelaba jina sa yongres sona tsu ishe sona da ishe tsu lelaba jina sa ba ina ana jandun chogo da jandun zu lelaba jina ru ngorota dela do doji dela tu tsu sona da ishe tsu dela do jiba pato meba ne,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们不是,你们
Um, so it's showing how, um, it, you know, the Bodhisattva would feel it, he or she would feel it worth it if it took even this long to know the mind of one being, meaning if to, to get to the, way, the point of realization where it's implied that he or she has bodhicitta and, and then has some sort of clairvoyance to be able to know how to truly help someone else. Um, so how to truly be of benefit to one being, even though he or she has to, in order to become enlightened, do so for everyone that exists, all beings, human, non-human, all beings, um, this is a start in, in enough, uh, meaning the Bodhisattva is satisfied, isn't disappointed by this. Um, in short, if you generate, uh, can generate a single attitude such as this, you easily complete the limitless, complete limitless accumulations and purify measureless obscuration. This becomes the most excellent cause for never turning back. By just being joyful, no matter how long it takes, you quickly become a Buddha. So by um, having this kind of um, uh, um, thinking in this way, it actually causes Buddhahood to occur quicker. Uh, even though you're um, um, saying, I'm willing to persevere no matter how long it takes, that attitude makes the time shorter this joyous perseverance does because delight in virtue I mean you're delighting in virtue virtue equals um, the the happiness um, so um, in short you engage it this becomes the most excellent cause for never turning back uh, so joyous perseverance allows one not to continue to move forward to continue to traverse the the stages um, and then Rimache mentioned also um, After you put, um, let me just find where it is in here. Uh, so here it says to note where, where um, the section on where uh, the Bodhisattva would, even if it took this long to know the mind of, of one living being. Uh, so here uh, it's implied the, the Tonglen meditation, the giving and taking meditation, the taking of suffering and the giving of happiness. Um, so here um, we find implicitly within this uh, mention of the Tonglen meditation. Um, so I want to reread this. Uh, in short, if you can generate a single attitude such as this, you easily complete limitless collections and purify measure, measureless obscuration. This becomes the most excellent cause for never turning back. By just being joyful, no matter how long it takes, you quickly become a Buddha. Those who want to become a Buddha in a short time but take no joy uh, at all in the limitless deeds and great length of time required take a very long time to reach Buddhahood because they thereby fail to produce the wonderful courage of the conqueror's children. After you have put on such armor, you joyously persevere for two purposes, to gather virtue and to act for the welfare of living beings. Um, so, um, to fulfill one's own needs and others' needs. Uh, so that's the point here, is that you fulfill one's own, the rangdun dan shendun, the purpose of your own and the purpose of others. Digsun. Uh, Go to the 
Joyous perseverance of gathering virtue. So number two, we read through armor-like joyous perseverance. Now, joyous perseverance of gathering virtue. The joyous perseverance of gathering virtue is applying yourself to the practice of the six perfections in order to properly properly accomplish them. Then the, number three. Joyous perseverance of acting for the welfare of living beings. The joyous perseverance of acting for the welfare of living beings is properly applying yourself to the practice of the eleven activities for others' welfare. So previously we went over the eleven activities. Uh, you can find it on the previous teachings on the computer uh, online or uh, you can look in Pabunka Rinpoche's text, Liberation in the Palm of Your Hand, uh, and that's where you'll find, that's where we, the text we used to gather those from in that class. So uh, you can either go back to the class or look in the Liberation text, Pabunka Rinpoche, Liberation in the Palm of Your Hands. Um, uh, okay, so... 
the method of developing joyous perseverance. As explained above, since you produce, maintain, and increase all the virtues of the two collections in dependence upon joyous perseverance, the practice that develops it is very crucial. I shall discuss the system of the text of the great scholar and adept Shantideva engaging in the Bodhisattva deeds, noting that it is complete as well as easy to understand and sustain in practice. Um <laughs> Sans Dunne Gomino Tamebit 
The method of developing joyous perseverance has four parts. Eliminating unfavorable conditions that prevent joyous perseverance. Gathering the forces of favorable conditions based on the elimination that's two, three, based on the elimination of unfavorable conditions and the accumulation of favorable conditions, being intent on joyously persevering. Four, how to use joyous perseverance to make the mind and body serviceable. And then we have A, uh, eliminating unfavorable conditions that prevent joyous perseverance. So that's the one from above. Um, eliminating unfavorable joyous perseverance, unfavorable conditions that prevent joyous perseverance has two parts, identifying factors incompatible with joyous perseverance and employing the methods to eliminate the incompatible factors. Uh, so number one, identifying factors incompatible with joyous perseverance. Uh, so those things that uh, contradict or are not, that, that don't work together with um, joyous perseverance. There are two factors incompatible with entering the path. One, not entering even though you set, see that you can do the practice. And number two, not entering because you become discouraged thinking, how can I do such a practice? Indeed, there is also not practicing because you are unconcerned with whether you are capable or not. But this is irrelevant here since this explanation is for those pursuing liberation. Within the first factor there are two possibilities. One, you have the laziness of procrastination thinking there is still time and or you are not procrastinating because you are overwhelmed. Um, let me read. It. You are not procrastinating but you are overwhelmed by your attachment to inferior and common activities. Um, that's where Rinpoche read to. Okay. Shunju Lung. Kaswa. Oh, that the. Chan Shunju Lung the Lo Sun. Shunju Lung the Lo Barbatana. The Chu Kabalas. Ah. She so. Go to the Jesus, 
Then we have the, in, the quote from the uh, page 187, a quote from uh, in the vein of the engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says, the factors incompatible with joyous perseverance are said to be laziness adhering to what is ignoble and self-contempt out of discouragement. Uh, causes for the production of laziness are indolence, attachment to the taste of inferior pleasures, craving the pleasure of sleep and a lack of disenchantment with cyclic existence, engaging in the Bodhisattva deed states, laziness arises from craving based upon indolence, enjoyment of pleasure and sleep, and from a lack of disenchantment with the suffering of cyclic existence. Some assert that the first two lines indicate the form that laziness takes rather than indicate the form that laziness takes rather than its causes. Um, so now we move on now to the spe specifics. Employing the methods to eliminate the incompatible factors, uh, those factors which are incompatible with joyous perseverance. Uh, so number one, stopping the laziness of procrastination. Uh, so this is um, the procrastination that says, uh, tomorrow I'll do it, tomorrow I'll do it, I'll have time in an hour. Uh, so putting it off and putting it off. 
so that kind of laziness um, that is driving one putting it off till tomorrow. Stopping the attachment to ignoble activities. One recognizes that non-virtuous deeds lead to the lower realms of cyclic existence. Um, so through analyzing this, suffering is created by non-virtue. One um, abandons the ignoble, abandons non-virtuous activities. Uh, number three, stopping discouragement or self-contempt. Uh, this is stopping this idea that one can't achieve, that one isn't good enough, that one doesn't have uh, the ability to achieve Buddhahood. Um, so stopping this kind of self-discouragement um, and uh, recognizing the um, that if one in abandons what is ignoble, one's throwing karma for the future will be better. If one has any kind of discouragement or is missing something, one knows that by practicing, um, one's that this isn't the only life, and that the propelling karma, will, if one practices, will um, put one in a very good position. Um, something like a good position is not really the best way to describe it. It's, it's a, a good existence. A good, a good uh, existence will arise from that. Um, okay, ignoble. Okay, dig some rimache. Shong abala chabu. Shong abala chabu gaban. Shong abala chabu. Chabu gaban. Then it is gaban. Tambi chun. This is gawa. Taye ban yu. Jimmy Chundu Okay, then stopping the laziness of procrastination. This involves the, th the following three meditations. You contemplate that the body you have at present is rapidly disintegrating. Um, so here, um, these counteract um, the, the various um, negativities. So here, the stopping the laziness of procrastination um, is meditation on impermanence, um, recognizing the momentary disintegration um, that after your death, so then, um, you contemplate that the body you have at present is rapidly disintegrating. That after death you will fall into the miserable realms. So non-virtue creates um, lower realms of cyclic existence. So stopping attachment to ignoble activities. Because um, after death you will fall into the lower realms if you do not. And it will be difficult to find a life such as this once again. Uh, so you at this point can't be discouraged because you have the basis of leisure and opportunity which allows you to practice. Um, so stopping discouragement or self-contempt because what you have is very rare. 
Um, so you should not be discouraged. Uh, meditation on these stops the laziness that holds to the notion that there is plenty of time, thereby generating conviction in your mind that there is no spare time. These three meditations were explained earlier in the section on the person of small capacity. So when we look at the teachings for beings of three capacity, the being, teachings for beings of small capacity, shared in common with beings of small capacity, uh, we've gone over those in the earlier text. The teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity, we've gone over, and now we're in the section on great capacity. So Lama Tsongkhapa is saying, we've already gone over this, so you can look back in those sections. Um, and as a translator's note, that's why they are called shared in common with, they're teaching shared in common with beings of small capacity, because you see here in the teachings of great capacity that the small scope teachings are practiced. So that's why they're in common, and they aren't disregarded and in stages where you've learned that, now you're done with that. It's a, the small scope continues on throughout all of the scopes. Um, so that's why they're called shared in common. Um, let me see. Um, stopping the attachment to ignoble activities. You see that the sublime teaching is the source of endless joy in the future, this and future lives and that you lose its great purpose when you are distracted in idle chatter and amusements, which are the source of much pointless suffering later. Meditate on this and stop your attachment. Engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says. Um, so a lot of times people waste time, waste life with gossip and chatter and joking. And it's uh, basically, it's saying, Lama Tsongkhapa is saying, um, there is no future meaning. There is no future um, um, benefit like uh, this doesn't produce anything substantial in your future so when you meditate on this you won't be as attached to these kinds of things because you'll recognize um, that they don't produce any kind of meaning in the future um, so and just as a note it idle amusement it, those words are in there um, because it's not saying that one it doesn't talk to people, or it's just saying the idle chatter. Um, um, anything that isn't have future meaning. Um, and as a note, sometimes idle chatter is translated as um, that which doesn't produce future um, goals of the Buddhahood, basically. Yeah, the, the, the scopes, happiness, um, liberation, or Buddhahood. Um, it'd be very difficult for us um, or not really um, yeah, possible for us to read through and understand all of the Kangjur, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha and the Tenjur. I'm pointing behind me because that's where the texts are, all these texts. Uh, the Kangjur, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha and the Tenjur, uh, the authentic Indian commentaries, so a hundred of the Buddha's pronouncements and 213 commentaries. Um, it would be very hard for us to read through those and understand them, but if we are to look at the teachings shared in common with beings of three capacities, and understand those teachings well, then we really do understand all of the meanings held within the Kangjur and the Tanjur. Dixon. Tanjiba 
Okay, so then I just how I just need to read the one um, uh, how could you abandon the source of infinite joy, the ple the highest of pleasures in sublime teaching and delight in distractions and amusements that are the causes of suffering. Uh, so that's from Sheso. Okay, then eh? The Jelu. Da Jelu Bon Dani Nyeba Gabanasa. The Tedar Shishu Tanshawa Nejankana Tambi Chu Bonwayan Tambi Chu Bonwa Tatanji Majukis Tiba Chambula Sugube Tala Dandawa Drummanism, Tun 
Ote shumbati mba yina, tijin senji julu yoba yina, senji tonu meba chani hodes. Chela, ma jun ya, tamu ne, tata ga guso, julu mena, tata ma hongo, te ma yungi tajje wores. Konsu dasi dangare rimche. Ah. De, konsu de lamansun kapa dasi dang. Ya. Chewa den de lamansun kapa, de lenja dasi dang. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So now we've arrived at stopping discouragement or self-contempt. Um, it is not enough just to delight in the sublime teaching after you have stopped your procrastination your, and your attachment to ignoble activities. <laughs> you must train as a Mahayana practitioner. Therefore, if you become discouraged thinking someone like me is unable to practice that, you must eliminate this discouragement. Stopping discouragement or self-contempt has three parts. Stopping discouragement about the goal, stopping discouragement about the means to attain the goal, and stopping discouragement because wherever you are a, is a place to practice. Uh, so, um, stopping discouragement about the goal. So now here we have a debate that will take place. Lama Tsongkhapa is debating himself, basically, but setting out qualms that others may have or have had, and then responding to those. Um, so, qualm. If the goal is Buddhahood, the total elimination of all faults and the total completion of all good qualities, then since it is extremely difficult for me to accomplish even a few good qualities or to remove even a few faults, how could someone like me be capable of obtaining such a result? If I'm, if I'm unable to create even the smallest causes that give the smallest results, if I can't do that, how am I able to, to, to do this big result? How is it possible for me to do so? Um, and then there will, there will be a response by Lama Tsongkhapa to his um, qualm. Nene? Shanchu Toba Sonas, that Dambasu Dagazu Machuba or Chuba Tasuga, Sajago Togre Sonyores, Toba Sonas, and Sijan Galo at the Machuba in Andata, Shuba in Andakarina, Sijan Tamalo, Sajago to be Jurota, Sijan Tamal Sajig Rigi Chaduro, Dosanko in the Trujetan, the Jinia Messes, Rios and Alijago, Tato Saji Hibichens, and Dwarre and then Kashi Manga, then Ngatsu Kagare, Chua Dan Lenjak. Okay. Um, so reply. So um, to this sense of discouragement, basically. If, it, if such a sense of discouragement manifests, it is a very great fault because it constitutes giving up the spirit of enlightenment. Even if such a thought does not fully manifest, you must stop it at its incipient stage. 
how to stop it. Encourage yourself with this thought. The Bhagavan, the authoritative person who speaks what is true and correct, never what is false or erroneous, said that even flies, etc. will attain enlightenment. That being so, why should I not attain it? So long as I do not give up persevering, and as much as a human birth gives me an excellent basis and I have the mental capacity to analyze what to adopt and what to cast aside. Uh, so here um, is this, um, because the Buddha has stated that all beings have Buddha potential, that all beings will become enlightened. So what does this Buddha potential mean? Um, literally, we can state that Buddha said all beings have Buddha, um, but there needs to be that needs to be explained because each and every one of us doesn't have this Buddha that is existing that just needs to come out. Um, that's not the case. Um, what what that means is that all beings have Buddha potential, and what is that potential? It is the um, conditioning or the the potential that's to condition, and then the na the natural uh, potential. Um, or it's sometimes I found it translated as developing potential and um, natural potential. So anyway, there are these two. The developing potential is the mental consciousness itself. The fact that there is a mental consciousness means that the potential exists, that it's, that it's developable, that, it, that this mental consciousness is there and can be developed. The second point is, is that the mental consciousness is not have any true nature. It is not truly established. It is not inherently existent. So because of these two facts, that there is mental consciousness, and that mental consciousness is not truly established or um, um, truly existent, um, all sentient beings are said to have Buddha potential. So it says here, even the flies, uh, it said that even flies, etc., will attain enlightenment. It's because this Buddha potential exists um, and the static state does not. Um, so, truly all sentient beings, everyone has. So, we're going to end there and we will have time for a question or two if people would like. And if not, we will conclude. So, does anyone have any questions? Yeah, you got to do the mic. You can do a little beatbox too. If it might actually get us more hits. Um, so I was wondering about um, when people have doubt. When doubt yes. comes into their minds about their practice or about does that is that a form of laziness or does that? Okay. Konditriwa that sansang atsu tetsum yongdu tetsum dan lelu drawa yure. No, he doesn't see a connection um, between doubt uh, and laziness. Translators note, now if you don't study or anything and you're lazy and then you have doubts because you haven't studied so you don't have faith, okay. But the arisal of a doubt, Rinpoche is saying, is not connected to laziness. What is connected to? So there are, we'll look in the future, but there are three forms of laziness. Then a kongi chiwa tetsum gare. Then a lelo yomare tetsum gare. 
Um, so uh, when we divide doubt, there are three different kinds of doubt. Uh, there is doubt tending towards the false, doubt tending towards the true, and then equal doubt. So doubt tending towards the false, for instance, is you doubt if previous lives exist, uh, whether they exist or not, but you probably think they don't. Like, uh, I doubt whether there are past or future lives, but if I had to say so, I would probably say they don't exist. That's the doubt tending towards the false, because in Buddhism, because Buddhism asserts there are previous lives. Uh, doubt tending towards the truth would be, um, I think there are, uh, I don't know, are there or aren't there previous lives, but I think there are. So that's doubt tending towards the truth. And then there's equal doubt, saying that I'm not sure. I equally believe that there are past lives and that there aren't. Um, so they're basically stages that one goes through, where you go from doubt tending towards false, then you go to the equal, well, I th I'm not sure I have equal, then you go doubt tending towards true, and then, this is my, the translator's note, doubt tending towards the truth, and then you progress through various other stages of consciousness till you get to the only prime cognitions, which are inference. You get to a point where you inferentially valid, valid cognize something. Like you can, through inference, know something 100% is true. And then you direct, the next level is direct perception. So all of those are necessary to kind of go through. You first start with wrong view altogether, and then you say, well, maybe my wrong view isn't accurate, but I think it is. And then you say, I'm not sure if my wrong view is accurate or it's not accurate. And then you say, I'm not sure about my wrong view, but I think it's not accurate. So that's the stage that your mind kind of goes through to develop into truth. So that's what doubt is. I, um, does that answer your question? Do you want to know where it comes from? No, I think that does. It gives me a lot to think about. Okay, great. Mm. Uh, so the, the definition of doubt is, a, uh, a it's a I think it's a, a, a doubting consciousness or something like that, a, 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 dis, a consciousness that doesn't believe, doesn't believe. I look it up while we're in the end. I'll get it exact. Um, low rig. Um, okay. Anyone else have any questions? Go for it. Um, is the truth body and the form body the same? Is truth body and form body the same? Yeah. No. But Rinpoche, zuku dan chuku chipa. Zuku dan chuku, zuku dan chuku zana. Kakare. Sanjay Chiba. Zogo Zana Longo the Jugo de Zogo Logos Zogo. 
Shajamun Buddha. Lesser. Zuguris. Lesser. Zugu Invasion. Lesser. And Longotte, Longotte, Omix in the Jubilong, Nebanga, the Zuguta Longuro. Omic Tobuka is in Hanjub, Nebanga, the Zuguta to Longuit in his row. Lesser. Okay, so no, they aren't the same. Uh, they are different bodies. Uh, they are the same, you could say the same Buddha, but they're different divisions of that Buddha. So the form body uh, divides into two, the um, emanation body and the enjoyment body. Uh, the emanation body, an example of that would be Buddha Shakyamuni. Buddha Shakyamuni is an example of the emanation body. Uh, the enjoyment body, Rinpoche defined it, I don't know the definition just right off, so it basically qualifies that um, the enjoyment body is teaching Arya Bodhisattvas in a pure land. Um, so the, there are no students that aren't Aryas or superiors in that place that the enjoyment body is teaching. Um, and then the Dharmakai, then a Chuku? Longku Dung. Chuku so the Dharma body is, first of all, the omniscience of the Buddha. Um, so that's one of the Dharma body, the omniscience. And, and then there is the, um, the natural, which is the cessation the natural cessation of suffering that is in the continuum uh, of, of the Buddha. So that cessation, that permanent cessation, is considered a body. So the cessation and the omniscience are the truth bodies. The emanation bodies are the actual forms the Buddha takes on. Okay? Anyone else? Yeah, go for it. Um, Rinpoche, my question is about um, the subtle mind. Um, and I have read that the subtle mind, or I, I have come to believe that the subtle mind has an innate quality of being virtuous, or um, is being pure. What so you, it's what's been, the subtle mind? Um, the the pure the pure um, innate mind. I, I think it would be referred to as clear light mind. Okay, clear so, light mind. So so clear light mind. Um, I've, it's, it's been described as pure, and in that context, I've understood that to be meaning that it has um, kind of an a, innate virtuous quality. Okay, let's just start there. Rinpoche, sem uze, usem, sem uze, usem. The sem tramu, the uze, the gewa, me gewa. So there would be all three. There would be virtuous, non-virtuous, and that which has not been presented in Scripture in terms of the clear light mind. So the clear light mind is not innately anything. There is nothing is innately anything. You know what I mean? So the clear light mind doesn't have that specific nature that's innately good. It just is what it is. It's clear. Um, I don't have the definition offhand, but, but so no, it is not innately pure. Thank you.
So this is, I'm going to do the best I can with this. So there is the, the various, at the time of death, um, when there are the various drops, the ascension and the descension of the drops, um, the drops from the crown that um, descend um, to the, to down the central channel, and then the, the, from the lower secret um, area, there is an ascension of drops up through the central channel and a meeting of the two, of the, the um, male and female, the mother and father, uh, they're called um, union that takes place. Within that, so once that takes place, I forget what the name of that is, in, within that is the clear light mind. So that's the subtle, subtle mind that then goes to the next life. Um, so it's the, it's the disillusion that takes place through the central channel of the drops that then come together. And within that, you'll find that clear light mind. And I apologize if I've just said any of this incorrectly. Uh, this is highest yoga tantra, a lot of this, which I haven't studied um, exclusively very much because it's out of my league of understanding and wouldn't be very, very helpful in this life for me to emphasize because of my inability to practice even refuge. Could I ask a follow-up question to clarify? Sure. Okay, so my last question would be that, so I've, I've exposed myself to, to, to various forms of spiritual teachings. Okay. And a, a lot of the spiritual teachings describe um, this nature of having a, an innate virtue within your, uh, like within your heart or within your, within your mind, there is this presence of an innate virtue or a divine within or a place that is understood as having innate virtuous qualities to it that we can understand and, and, and recognize within ourselves. And, and, you know, like the saying, follow your heart. You know, that there is an innate intelligence mm -hmm. that is virtuous, that's, that we are capable of resonating ourselves to, to be able to understand that, that level of, 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 of divinity or virtue. Um, and, and I'm curious what he would say about that. Don't we equally have the ability to be a murderer? So why aren't we innately horrible as well? I'll ask him that, though. Rinpoche, the... Um, Chulu kashe kelen ngatsu tramo sem tramo 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 the gewa yure ngatsu the the yishudang the kashe the ngatsu tramo 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 shira yapure the gewa yure ine ngatsu the ngatsu ngowo ngatsu ranjin ngatsu ngowo gewa ine shira tramo Sanjay the kelen ngatsu ngowo gewa uh, so Rinpoche said the same thing I just did, that there is no permanent 
anything. So therefore, there is no essence that can be presented. There can't be any good that's somewhere findable that is the essence because then that would posit true establishment. Thank you. And um so there are those though that are highly realized those tantric practitioners those adepts who can within this lifetime manifest and 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 realize the clear light mind or abide in that clear light mind realize the clear light um, the most subtle nature of the mind through tantric practice. Um, so there are those who can in this lifetime do that. Uh, one more question, but and it's got to be short, just yeah. because I... I, I just worry about one minute. Questions are great. And we can, I, and, you know, I guess there's no way to know. Okay, uh, question was, um, the Dalai Lama said that the clear mind, of, or clear light mind is supported by a wind. So if you generate that clear mind, then you, that wind is also present. So could you in do the, the tantric opposite? teachings, yeah. you got to qualify. Anytime we ask, we have to always qualify. Make sure you really know the question. The Dalai Lama says that in what context? Um, he just told me um, that the clear light of the clear light mind is supported by a wind. Right. So the mind in tantra wind, rides on the wind. Okay, but could you generate the wind like physically in order to make that clear mind of line, clear light mind manifest? You know what I mean? Like, That's how you tantra. You, oh, they do it. You drops and dissolution through meditation. To, to develop that mind of clear So you're saying, can you manipulate the winds? The the kon de becha de losan the jawa rimbache sumpere the sem the lung nangla gangla the sem lung the the ngai the yere then then kon yi triwa the the ngatsu nyanlan che the lung uh parjo marjo ngatsu zutudu ngatsu the gom lung dro the the nga gom gonja the nga lung the parjo marjo the gonja tudu yes you can manipulate the winds through meditation and uh doubting consciousness uh definition of doubting consciousness is a knower by which its own power has qualms in two directions false or correct so that's the definition of doubting consciousness. All right, the concluding... Um, so if you know about these various stages at the time of death, um, it can be uh, helpful. Uh, and and we're the, the various isolations of mental isolation, verbal isolation, illusory body, clear light, um, uh, this basically Rinpoche is, is talking about the highest yoga tantra disillusions when winds enter remain and dissolve into the drop at the heart chakra subtle consciousness arises and then you transcend or, ordinary bodily appearance and you have verbal isolation where the mind is isolated from conception appearing in union and there is an appearance of union and bliss of emptiness then verbal isolation breathing in the natural sound of om ah hum illusory body in union with a consort all the winds dissolve into an indestructible drop that arises as a deity and then the clear light mind manifests so just that that's all just do that uh.
Um, so, concluding Mongol offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Ozandrapa to shine forever. Forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. Pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Gyatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trains insensibly in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. But we have the potential to be all good and only good.